to Compass and Clock. I'm your host, Mary Copeland. This infotainment podcast explores how to live your best life now and well into your retirement. We'll discuss topics in financial planning, housing, and insurance. We'll talk wellness, relationships, and leisure activities. A full active life requires planning for your goals and preparing for the unexpected. I'll introduce you to a variety of guests from knowledgeable experts to folks sharing stories of their life experiences and so much more because life is big. All is intended to guide you in planning for what you need now and at any age. Like and subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Today, my guest is Sharla Wright. Charlotte is the senior account executive for Assured Hospice of Clallam and Jefferson counties. She has been advocating in the healthcare industry since 2011 through promoting policy, Medicare change, and volunteering for her community. Today, Charlotte and I are going to talk about hospice, what it is, and its many benefits that it provides for the community. Yeah, Charlotte, thank you for having me. I am so excited that you're on the show today. I'm Glad that you had time in your schedule because this is a really um, big topic that um, we need to dispel a lot of myths on and help educate folks about the beauty of hospice. So I'm going to just jump right in if you're okay. Okay. With that. Yeah. Thank. Thank you. Okay. Yes. So Sharla, I think most people hear the word hospice and they automatically associate it with dying. Can you explain to our viewers what hospice services are, please? Yes, absolutely. That's a good question or a good myth to bust. Um, in fact, I just had this conversation with a family member a couple of days ago. They are just so reassured that because some, they are on our service, um, that does not mean they're dying. And I explained to them that being on hospice, our philosophy is hospice is about living. And that might be a different picture for everyone. So we have had people on our service that still uh, may go out to lunch, go visit family and friends, go on a little weekend trip, um, maybe do maybe eight holes of golf. It, it just all depends on the patient and how they feel that day. Um, yes, some of our patients are admitted at the end of life and they just have a matter of days, but a lot of our patients are still very involved in their decision-making and family and um, socializing with their friends. And we support that. We absolutely support that. So a follow-up question to that then is, can you dispel the myths that I hear often about hospice, please, such as you have to be actively dying, it costs money, um, they over-medicate you, et cetera? Yeah, those are very common in the communities that I serve. Um, you know, the myths, again, you hear the hospice and, oh, I'm not dying. You know, well, you don't have to be laying in bed, comatose, to be to benefit from your Medicare benefit through hospice. That's the important thing. It's when you are basically ready to take charge of your time on earth, um, you're choosing quality of life over quantity of days. Because a lot of times, some of those medications that treat the illness that is your terminal illness are gonna make your last few days miserable. Um, so at that point, you want quality. It may shorten, um, your lifespan a couple of days, but wouldn't it be a better quality of life to not feel sick um, because of the medication you're taking? Also, another huge myth in this community is that we are the charging 
hospice. And um, although our tax status is for profit, we pay taxes, we employ people, we provide benefits for our employees. We're contributing uh, members of the community, <clears throat> but we never send out a bill. So it is 100% covered. Everything that we provide is 100% covered under Medicare or Medicaid, depending on um, which program you're being admitted under. Some people don't have Medic uh, Medicare yet. They're young enough that they don't qualify. So, <clears throat> And most private insurances all have a hospice benefit. Um, and so we work with their private insurance and figure out what we can do to get them on without there being an out-of-pocket. Um, the other myth is that we will speed the dying process by over-medicating. Um, again, that's another myth that we want to dispel right away. We provide medications for the patient for pain and comfort, and that's what they are for. Not to speed anything up, we, can, we're, we can't speed up the dying process. We don't have that power. It's up to the patient. You know, sometimes they're ready to go, sometimes they're not. Um, People might look and interact like normal one day and then have passed the next. It's just they're ready and um, there's nothing we can do or give them or not give them that will change the outcome. So we just want them to be comfortable. Yeah. Using the word comfortable leads me into our next question. Can you explain what the difference is between hospice and palliative care? as I see both of those mentioned together quite often. Yeah, and a lot of people get those confused. Uh, palliative care, and the way I explained it to my um, community partners, is when you are kind of ambivalent about how you're going to treat your terminal illness. You still kind of want treatment, but you still might need some assistance in the home or some of that comfort, extra support. Um, that's when palliative care comes into play. Now, that is not assured hospice care. Assured hospice is a true professional hospice provider. That means you're not seeking that palliative treatment, whether it be uh, pharmaceutical, uh, you know, curative treatment, radiation, chemotherapy. Um, when you're done with that and you are ready to just, like I explained earlier, have those quality of days. Um, quality of life over that medication part, then that's when we would step in. Um, Medicare has the regulation of if you have a terminal illness with a prognosis of six months or less, and that's kind of our general rule of thumb, is when we would take you, the patient. Um, although, and I also explain, you know, a disease in myself or in you, Mary, would take a different course. So it could take three weeks for me to die from something and it might take you a year and a half. So we don't put a limit on um, how long you can be on our service. You do, we do have to chart a decline and you do have to qualify for that service through Medicare, but that's our issue. That's what we do and not for the patient or family to worry about. Okay. So are hospice services available, um, provided anywhere? Um, whether somebody resides at home, in a senior community, a nursing home, they're homeless, um, where and can you get hospice services? Anywhere you lay your pillow, yeah. Um, if it's, in fact, um, 
we just admitted a gentleman in the forest. Um, he was laying on an air mattress using a, um, a hair dryer as a heater and, um, you know, provided him with some support and comfort. And that's where he wanted to be. You know, was it I, where I would want to be? Um, no, but everybody's entitled to live their life where they want to be. And we'll go wherever they are. Skilled nursing, independent living, private home, motor home, um, anywhere that that house you considered your home. So then who contacts hospice to procure your services? Can you do it yourself or your loved one or your doctor? How does that all work? Short answer, yes, all of the above. So let's just say you just want to know more about your benefit. Give me a call at 582-3796 and I can come out and explain your benefits. Um, your doctor, after you have that conversation with your doctor, may make the referral to us. Your wife, your husband can call us children call us, um, caregivers call us, anybody can call. It doesn't cost anything to make a phone call and just get information. And that's the first step. Be informed, empower yourself with the knowledge um, so that when you are ready to make that decision, you can do it on with education. So somebody contacts hospice, what is the average length, length of time that someone is on hospice? Um, Our um, average length of stay is about, I think if I ran the report, it's like, you know, 103 days. Um, that's, and it changes all the time. So once we get a referral from a doctor with the order saying, yes, Mrs. Jones needs hospice services, we call that family. Um, if they want to know more information, I go out. If they are set, they already know what they want, we'll schedule a time for admission. At that time, the nurse will call and say, I'm coming out, get the equipment ordered that they need, um, and admit that person. And then it takes about three hours to do the admission, just because we want the family to be thoroughly educated on what to, to expect, what's normal, not normal, you know, when to call us and such. I, so thought, you, I thought you and I were talking a few weeks ago, and um, unfortunately, people are calling hospice at the last minute and mm -hmm. not um, realizing the true benefits it provides. Mm -hmm. and, and some of that has to do with um, the physician. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know, we do get a lot of last minute referrals where the patient is imminent and the family's you know, pulling their hair out and upset, don't know what to do. And yes, we will rush out there and do the admission, no problem. Um, physicians, although they, I mean, they're, they're great at talking about what you need, but it comes down to, you have to advocate for yourself. If you don't advocate for yourself, you know, there isn't anybody that's going to do it. You and your partner need to be on the same page if you're going to have your, your partner advocate for you. But you need to go to the doctor and say, this is what I want. This is my options. You know, you can ask for their opinion, or you can just say, just send the referral. But you need, that's why education and knowing what's out there to service our community and our individuals and loved ones is so important. You've got to know what you have, and what you are, um, what your benefits are. And speaking of benefits, I know um, through hospice, there's also um, 
comfort therapy. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and if that's covered through the hospice services? Yes, it is covered through our foundation. It is not a Medicare benefit, and I'll explain. So Medicare covers our nursing staff. So you'll have at least two, at minimum two visits a week. And then as the acuity of the patient increases, our visits increase. So towards the end, you're gonna see somebody every day. Um, we have our CNA, our certified nursing assistant that goes out in addition to a couple times a week, provides the showering, bathing care, um, our social worker would be assigned to you. We have a chaplain. We have our volunteer coordinator that will match up a volunteer with the patient if they want some help or assistance or coverage for a couple of hours. And then we have the comfort therapies that you just spoke about, which are covered under our foundation. And we do separate fundraising for that. But they're like um, massage therapy, Reiki, aromatherapy, and those are available to patients. Um, if they I can tolerate it, yep, those are also covered. So it, it's, a, it's a lovely, um, inclusive package. We work as an interdisciplinary team, so to make sure all aspects of care are covered and um, are thoroughly managed. Yeah, it's important. So as you and I are talking, um, you've referred to a short hospice where you uh, work and serve the Jefferson and Clallam County communities here in Western Washington. Mm -hmm. The podcast, though, that we're doing is has the ability to reach folks outside of our area. So when you're speaking about hospice and its services and um, comfort therapies, et cetera, can you talk to our audience about what they can expect from hospice where they live? Is it the same thing? Does it work the same way? Um, mm -hmm. In general, yes. Um, we are, because we're a Medicare provider, there's... If you're in your area, you're out of my area, you can just Google search Medicare hospice in your area and you'll get a list. Or you can go to Hospice Compare to the CMS website and pull up you know, the hospice area, hospice agencies in your area and compare. Um, some are nonprofit, some are a combination of being for and nonprofit, um, and then strictly just for profit type tax statuses. So it kind of depends on you want. And some of the smaller areas may only have one choice. Um, so yeah, again, do your research, educate yourself, find out what's available. Because um, when the time comes, a Medicare hospice provider will provide you with everything you need. Even the equipment and even disposable products are provided. So things like the pens, the gloves, all that adds up. Uh, prescriptions, once you're on our service, are also covered, and so there's no more co-pays. They're delivered right to your home. Um, so if you don't have a prescription coverage or, um, yeah, you could be saving a lot of money. Yeah. So can you summarize then the benefits of hospice and why somebody should utilize these services? You know, just bullet, bullet it for everybody so that it's nice and tidy nice and tidy well the benefit is it's the major thing is you've paid into this benefit all of your working life you are entitled to this benefit uh, veterans have extra benefits once they are in the va system up to 28 hours of caregiving in the home paid for by the va um, everything that we provide is covered so you have no out-of-pocket expenses 
We come as an interdisciplinary team. We work with your primary care provider. If you do not have a primary care provider, we will have our medical director follow you. That's Dr. Michelle Stafford. Um, and we follow all of our families for 13 months after the patient passes to ensure that the loved ones that are still living get through those first holidays or anniversaries or birthdays, some of those pivotal markers. Um, yeah. Yeah, hospice truly provides dignity for the patient, support for the patient and the family. Yeah. Um, it's truly a beautiful, program and service that I, I totally believe that um, people are not educated enough on it to really grasp what it can provide mm -hmm. for them. Um, if we could just get over the stigma of the word hospice, that alone would be a huge hurdle. Um, it, it's not a bad thing. It, it isn't. When you get your Medicare statement and benefits book, it's, it's a benefit in your book. Why not utilize it? You utilize every other benefit. Why not utilize the hospice benefit? So it's there. Thank you, Sharla. Thank uh, you. What's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you should they have questions? Just call me at my office, 360-582-3796, and I will return your call if I can't get the call directly. Okay, well, Charlotte, thank you for educating myself and our listeners about hospice and how it does provide dignity, comfort, and support for the patient and their loved ones. Thank, thank you, you for, for all. Mary. Thank you for all that you do. It is not um, an easy um, place to be at because here you are helping somebody through um, the end of their life, and mm -hmm. you and your um, hospice team really. Um, make an unbelievable difference. To Thank something. you. I appreciate that. They're so, a pretty good team. <laughs> you are. Take care, listeners. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.